Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Hi, ladies. You are listening to episode 59 of the Elevate Her podcast. And in today's show, I want to talk about this concept of self-worth. So kind of wrapping up our last series on imposter syndrome, I want to touch a bit on self-worth because I think there's a lot of misconception around it, but there's also some stigma, quote unquote. It's like some invisible stigma around self-worth because if you were to ask people at work, If they struggle or lack self-worth, no one will tell you that they have self-worth issues, right? And if I were to ask you, if I were to do a poll, even on this podcast as you are listening, and if I were to ask you whether you've ever suffered from self-worth or whether you feel you have any self-worth issues that you need to deal with, you'd probably respond to me and say, no, Rebecca, I have no self-worth issues. So I want to talk about this because when I start to share some of the ways in which we compromise our self-worth or some of the habits and traits that we carry out at work that indicate that we are tying our self-worth to our work, this is going to be so much more relatable with you. And why this is such an important concept in the grand scheme of things is because a lot of times we associate certain activities with getting promoted. Then when we do those activities, we actually don't get the promotion and it further affects our self-worth. And like I said, a lot of people don't even realize that they have lack of self-worth or lack of self-esteem in their capabilities and their potential at work. So what is self-worth anyway? It is really just a set of beliefs about your capabilities, about your potential, about what you bring to the table really in summary. And it's not really or it's not just about thinking, oh, I am not good enough. I also used to associate self-worth with the thinking of I am not good enough, quote unquote. But when I share the ways in which we compromise our self-worth, and when I did a bit of reading about this, I realized 
oh my goodness, okay, there are some things that I myself need to work on because I am doing these things to compensate for some self-worth deficit that I have not fully dealt with. So no one, like I said, no one goes to work thinking that they are not good enough, right? Maybe some people do. Maybe you went through a bad experience recently or in the past where you got really negative feedback about something you were responsible for and you may not have uttered the words, I am not good enough, or you may not have thought those words, I am not good enough, but at the back of your mind, A seed may have been planted that perhaps, you know, you really aren't the right fit for this place or perhaps this is not really for you. And the root when you go to the root thought and you start to ask yourself, why do I think this? You realize that the root thought lies around that lack of self-worth. And here are some of the ways in which we often compromise our self-worth. And the first one I would like to talk about, hint, hint, I always talk about this, is hard work. So when you work hard, you're actually just compensating for that self-worth deficit because you are tying your identity to how much output you give and not the quality and the effectiveness of your work. And it's interesting because I was talking about this whole concept of working hard with someone who used to work at a big four firm. He used to be my colleague. And we were just talking about how there are people who have such good and strong boundaries that they don't work on the weekends at all but they're still super effective in their work. And then there are people who work around the clock, but because you're working so hard and so long, you're taking so much more time to get things done. And essentially your quality of output or your return on your time investment in work is much lower than the person who has boundaries and who sets aside a specific time each day or each week for them to do work and make sure that they're super focused during that time so that they do not have to encroach on the other areas of their life. Anyway, I digress, but I just wanted to bring that out. And I don't know if you have heard of this book by a lady called Bonnie Ware, So she wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And she was kind of like a caregiver for people who were about to pass away. And so she took notes of what people were saying as they were, you know, passing away. And one of the biggest regrets, so her book is called The Five Regrets of the Dying. And one of the top five regrets of the dying that was mentioned mostly by male patients, I guess that's because a lot of the female patients that she was nursing were more from an older generation. So most of them were not in the working fraternity, those who were female. But the males would always say, I wish I had not worked so hard. And I need to actually read this book. I haven't read this book, but I think it's a good book. My coach has talked about it. I would highly recommend you grab it if you are looking for a new read. 
And when I saw this in the summary of this book, it just, I don't know, it just hit me so hard that this is such a big issue that people think of when they are passing on. Because at that point, you're reflecting on what were the important areas or what were the important things in my life that I missed out or that I didn't do enough. And these people are not thinking about how they put in so much effort in their work. They're actually thinking about how they worked so hard because of all the moments they missed in their family lives, in their children's lives, because they put so much effort in this, you know, constant treadmill or, you know, constant wheel of work. So I'm not saying this to scare you, but I think it might hit differently when you hear that this is actually a big issue, right? And you do not want to get to the end of your life thinking, oh my goodness, I just worked way too hard. I could have done things differently when you can actually do things differently now. But like I said, trying to work hard, you know, being the first to the office being the last to leave after your boss leaves is actually you trying to compensate and you trying to get that self-approval and even approval from others that indeed you belong there. And really, you belonged there even before you showed your capabilities, right? The very reason that you are there is because they saw potential in you when they were hiring you and chose you above so many other people who were interviewing for the same position. So I want you to always remember that. Another way in which we compromise our self-worth or in which we compensate for our lack of self-worth at work is not having a life outside work. So you're constantly busy. You literally just self-identify as work, right? And whenever someone asks you the question, so Rebecca, what do you do? The first thing that you respond is you give them your title or you tell them where you work. And this is very prevalent in our African communities, I guess, because in the generation of our parents, when they even when they introduce us to their friends, the first thing they'll tell their friends is where we studied, what we studied, where we work and what our title is, because for them. That's their sort of sense of accomplishment and they tie that sense of accomplishment to titles, designations, where we work. And we then take that baggage and start to identify ourselves as work. And sometimes this leads to, you know, being on the extreme and completely having no life outside work, not having boundaries, right? That's another area where we compromise our self-worth. So you feel guilty when your boss asks you to do something at 5 p.m. on a Friday afternoon when you know that you have maybe a soccer match to go and watch for your kids or you're having some dinner with your friends and you know that if you say yes, basically you're saying no to your friends or your family and you're sacrificing that time away from them. But the reason why you say yes in that situation is because you haven't created those boundaries and there's this fear of retaliation or that you won't be approved or that your loyalty or your ability to do the work and deliver will be questioned. Whereas that's really just something that we are thinking 
which we have not even tested a lot of the time. Another way in which we compromise our self-worth is by hesitating to share ideas and opinions. Ladies, can you relate to this one? You probably can. Because when you are in that meeting and you know that you have a great idea and then maybe someone else shares the same idea and you start, you know, beating yourself up afterwards. Really, the reason why we hesitate to speak up and to be visible is because of this fear that we will, whatever we share will be, you know, not given the stamp of approval. So we fear that disapproval. And what happens is then we just, you know, stay in our cocoon and we remain not as visible as we need to be. And then we get more frustrated and sometimes we link or, you know, we follow up with this frustration by putting even more work to show that we actually deserve a place at the table. But then that just leads to further frustration because your colleague might even get the promotion and works so much less than you do. So I want you to keep these things in mind. And I'm now going to share with you a few ways in which to increase your self-worth index. I know that's a bit technical or I've made that a bit mechanical because there really isn't a self-worth index, but you know what I mean. Basically, what I'm trying to say is how do you boost that self-worth so that you are focused on the right things in order to get to the next level? Because that's really the biggest consequence is that you then end up focusing on the wrong things, which then lead to further self-worth issues, lack of confidence, frustration, depression, because you're not getting the results you want. But the reason you're not getting the results you want is because you have not gotten clarity on your self-worth and you're focusing on the wrong things to demonstrate your ability to deliver at the next level. I'm popping in here really quickly because I want to know, are you looking to accelerate your path to the next promotion, increase your salary and make more money in your career, or pivot to a new career path in a more senior role in the next 6 to 12 months, or maybe you want to increase your visibility as a trusted leader in your field, then Design to Lead was made for you. In my signature private coaching program, together we will use my MVP method, mindset, visibility, personal branding to help you make your goal a reality in 6 to 12 months or less. This is the method I used to become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm. If you want to learn more, head over to bit.ly forward slash design to lead or click the link in the show notes and let's get your career elevated. The root cause really, like I said at the beginning of this episode, the root cause of lack of self-worth is the limiting beliefs that are fueling that lack of self-worth. Because self-worth is really just a set of beliefs about yourself, your capability, what you bring to the table. So if you have limiting beliefs around those areas, the only way to solve that, and I am saying this again and again and again and I'm sure someone will think will listen to this episode and think that's new I've never heard this before but the way to overcome those limiting beliefs is by replacing them with new beliefs 
And I know this sounds simple, but it's not easy. Simple does not mean easy. And, you know, reprogramming your mind takes a lot of intention, a lot of intention and effort because you're reprogramming years and years and years of limiting self-beliefs. If I think back to my childhood, I grew up as an only child for quite a long time, around eight years. And during that time, I think I got so used to being praised, to being given all the, you know, claps, to being given all the props because I was the only one, right? So I shone naturally as the only child. And I think I took that even into my school life and definitely into the early stages of my career because I was always seeking for this approval because of how I had gotten so much of it when I was growing up as a child. And so when I wouldn't get the approval, when I wouldn't, you know, get agreements to some of the opinions I shared, I then used that as a measure of my self-worth, which obviously did not have any positive outcomes. And so, like I said, this is years and years upon years of reprogramming those limiting beliefs. So it does take a lot of intentionality accountability and just a deep desire and commitment to reprogramming your beliefs into the beliefs of the leader that you want to be, the next level version of yourself that you want to be. But I want to share a few other things that you can think of implementing. And these are more of short term solutions. But really to get to the bottom of this issue is the first tip that I just shared on reprogramming your beliefs and working very intentionally on your mindset. So the first thing I want you to think of is your self-talk. Now, if we were to say a lot of even just 10% of the things we tell ourselves, if we were to say those things out loud to someone else, we probably wouldn't even be able to say them, right? And it's so, so important, ladies, to start getting the awareness of what you are telling yourself, what conversations, what thoughts are ringing in your mind. And it's important to catch those ones that are not serving you and replace them with the ones and the thinking that will serve you. Another way to start to boost your self-worth is to literally set boundaries and be very firm with those boundaries. Because the minute we break our own boundaries, first of all, we lose our self-integrity but then it becomes difficult going forward to not say no because you already said yes the first time you broke your boundaries. So then you've created that expectation amongst others that you are always available on Friday evenings to do last minute things when really that's not the case. So be very firm on your boundaries. And then the next thing is look for something outside of work that can fulfill you. And this could be something that you're good at or just something that you've been really so interested in picking up a hobby or, you know, just something fun, something outside of the day job, right? And why this is important is because this is going to help you realize, first of all, your strengths, your potential, 
outside of work and start to help you to not identify yourself solely as work, right? You are not your title. You are not your job. And I know I use this phrase, I want to help people get paid their worth. And I mainly actually use it because it resonates with a lot of people. But your salary is not your worth. That is not your worth, ladies. And if you've been tying your worth to how much you get paid, it's time to start to look at your self-worth very keenly and start to build your self-worth because that is only just going to frustrate you, especially when you don't get the compensation that you think you deserve. You're then just not going to show up because of frustration, which then is that downward spiral that I talked earlier about, which then just makes it even harder for you to get the results that you want. Lastly, I want you to think of how you can just clear your mind. What things can you do to clear your mind whenever that cloud of self-doubt comes your way? For me, one of the things that really helps me literally is more sleep. I kid you not. More sleep literally helps me just rewind, unwind and refocus, reset and just feel good about myself. I also love doing exercise when I am in a funk. So going out for a run or doing spinning, because I think it gives me this dopamine that I have accomplished something. So definitely try that out. Find out what can help you clear your mind and at the same time help you realize small wins, right? And related to that, the other thing that you can do is create I am so good at what I do or you can call it I am so good. Create a folder in your email inbox called I am so good. And every time you're in a funk, go into that folder and the emails that you're going to share that you're going to save in this folder are emails where you've been given an accolade, where you've been given a thank you, where someone has recognized you for outstanding work that you have done. Anything on those lines, you are going to move it to that inbox so that when you are in a funk, you're going to go into that inbox and start to read all the great things that people have said about you. And literally that has helped me so many times to just instantly refocus and instantly, you know, rewire my thinking at that point to realize, oh my goodness, I am still great at what I do, right? I am not going to let this one person's comment determine my greatness. So definitely try that out create I am so good folder or a win box. I also talk about the concept of win boxes and really use it as a way to prop yourself up, right? As a way to humble brag. And the last thing that I want to share is be open to accepting accomplishments. This is not as easy as I am saying it, right? How many times has someone given you, you know, an accolade or they've told you well done or they've said wow that was so good what you shared or you did this so well and how many times have you responded by saying oh it's nothing really 
or you've responded and said, oh, it was a team effort. Actually, it was not just me. I want you to stop doing that and start to receive compliments take them in, receive them. And of course, you can say that your team worked on this. But when someone is congratulating you or giving you a well done or saying thank you or telling you how good whatever it is that you are in the forefront of, first accept that compliment. And then you can talk about who else was involved. So that's all I have for you, ladies. I hope you have found these tips helpful in your journey to boosting and building unshakable self-worth because it is worth it. Doing the work to build that unshakable self-worth is worth it because then you are focusing on the right things to get that promotion, first of all. But second of all, your fulfillment is not going to just come from what's happening at work, right? Because what happens is when you focus on what happens at work to determine your happiness, when things aren't going as well, which they will, probably they will, you know, 50-50, right? At the very least. Things will not go as well as planned, probably 50% of the time on average. And if you are going to determine your happiness based on what's happening at work, you're not going to be happy and fulfilled in general. So this is in your best interest to be very intentional about how you are shaping up your self-worth and what is in that self-worth box, right? What determines your self-worth, right? It needs to be from the inside out as opposed to from the outside in getting approvals, trying to be liked, people pleasing, all those things that a lot of people have in their self-worth box that are not serving them in the long run. All right, ladies, I will see you in next week's episode. As always, let me know if you have any questions and thank you so much for tuning in once again. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.